So I definitely agree that we're seeing much more transition, many more transitions than we used to to, uh, to, to see. And also the role of career transition, uh, enabling those transitions have, have changed. Um, just well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the World of Work podcast. That was the voice of Nuchel Antil, Head of Government and Industry Affairs at LHH. She was the guest speaker at this live event of the World of Work, where we talk about managing transitions, careers, and what are the regulations doing in the meantime? How are they in sync with the kind of changes we want to see in the world of work? Now, bear in mind, this was a live event, and therefore, you're going to be hearing the voices of a couple of individuals who took part of the event and wanted to express their views in terms of what they're seeing change or rather what they're not seeing change as well. Allow me a couple of words of introduction of our guest today. So Mjuchel, as I mentioned, she is the head of government and industry affairs at LHH. You get to know a little bit more about what they do. But in her role in particular, she's responsible for relationships with external stakeholders like policymakers, government institutions, communities and, and think tanks. She also acts as an internal advisor uh, to LHH, being the member of the global leadership team, an advisor to topics like the future of work, labor market trends, and what's going on in the regulatory environment. And of course, like many well speakers, she has held various functions in different roles, also in other sectors prior to joining LHH, and she's multi-hatting, if you allow me that word which means she's also the chairperson of the Career Management Network at the World Employment Confederation. She's the mom of two kids. She's a passionate baker, cook, gardener. She's a fitness instructor. She's a serial learner. And therefore, ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, let's leave the floor to Mnuchel. Thank you so much for inviting me and having me today, uh, bringing my perspective and, and, and um, some, some, some collective um, uh, perspective on uh, on that on 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 this uh, on this topic on topics of career. I actually I, I love talk about work life journey, even though it sounds more technical and more. But it it, it seems a little bit more inclusive because career has some kind of ambition, some kind of something that is climbing up the ladder, um, and 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 some see it that way, some other don't. But um, yeah, so that thanks um, very much, and also for the very kind introduction um, as well. I think. Um, Maybe one thing that I would um, add to that, apart from you beautifully said, uh, you know, the many, the different hats and the different um, activities um, that um, I like to do. Um, I think it's, uh, this is so much enriching and to have different perspectives and, and being included in, in, have different roles, different ways of, of working is, uh, is, is teaching me a lot um, every day. Um, but one, one thing that I would uh, probably add um, is around the perspective that I bring from a professional perspective. So you said I'm heading up government affairs. So it's it's about talking to institutional um, stakeholders, institutions at, at international and at a national regional level um, to shape um, to shape the discussions, to exchange on the realities on the ground um, when it comes to, let's say, the world of work in, in general terms but in particular around uh, building career, enabling careers. And, and why is that? Because LHH, so LHH is, um, is I, would, I would call it the career resilience brand within the ADECO group. So the ADECO group is one of the largest, um, well, actually, we could say one of the largest employers worldwide because we, we put 
about uh, 1.5, I think, million um, people that work every day. So this is a, a huge, a huge number. Um, NHH is enabling about half a million people to transition every year globally. So in over 60 countries, so having a very broad scope or broad perspective on what is happening on the labor market, what do people need to transition to find their next steps in their career, and we can talk about that, obviously, how, how this differs, I mean, not every transition is personal so you know there is no one one size fits all but there are certainly clear trends and clear um you know success factors that we can we can identify and, and by the way on that number that you were saying you know that's supporting and, and, and i find interesting the positioning of adeco as being one of the biggest employers it's true you do shift uh work around and you do a lot of support from from that perspective and i think i heard you say half a million folks um you support half a million, you know, 500,000 people through the transitioning. How have you seen these numbers change in the course of, let's say, your, your professional lifetime? Because from my perspective, having been in HR for 25 years, there has been tremendous changes, right? And companies are constantly figuring out, figuring out their org design, figuring out capabilities, figuring out their costs. And at least especially in certain industries, there's a much higher turnover and churn than in others, admittedly. But I have definitely seen a trend in when it comes to transitions, um, an increase in that. But do the numbers confirm it from your perspective? I mean, I think that's, that's already an interesting starting point. Let's, let's tackle the topic of transitions. Yeah, and, 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 and I love numbers, so it's always good to Cool. take those numbers as, as reference. Obviously, we, we know, right, what we say about statistics, etc. Um, but what I would probably say here is not necessarily that it translates into specific numbers, and I'll tell you why. So I definitely agree that we're seeing much more transition, many more transitions than we used to, to, uh, to, to see. And also the role of career transition, uh, enabling those transitions have, have changed. Um, just a, a simple simple word is, is back in the, I think, 1780s, um, when, when uh, at the beginnings of, of, uh, of these enabling transitions, it was much more, the focus was more on the psychological safety, psychological part of, of the, 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 the shock of losing the job. And at that time, um, you know, we were totally in the middle of career for life. You entered an employment within one company and you'd stay there and, and you might change one or twice kind of role, but typically you'd rather climb the ladder or then stay there where, where you were. And that was kind of a promise that you would be given, um, an unwritten promise, right? But this has dramatically changed over, well, actually, if I speak of the 80s, Still, it's uh, for 40 years, um, but but um, we see more and more um, that that obviously people change voluntarily, but also involuntarily uh, more often. The involuntary part of this, and I think this is tracking it back to these half million, a lot of them and the way that, that we work with our clients at LHH, um, we obviously we are at the pulse of what's happening when it comes to restructuring and it's way more of the involuntary part that is captured because this is where typically um clients or, or corporate or organizations would invest in 
you know, enabling their people, enabling or supporting their employees, um, moving out and finding a great path outside of their organization as they have to separate. So long story cut short, I think it doesn't, um, I think the, the, this number fluctuates uh, whether we are in a crisis time, like if you think back in a, a banking crisis, financial services crisis, or or now obviously around the COVID um, crisis, but we've so we've seen this year that well last year we're a lot more people uh, uh, into the the career transition. We have way less this year, but this is only for the involuntary part because we see more transitions happening uh, internal to the organization or on the voluntary basis, meaning they seek for career advice for for career orientation to to move ahead and reposition themselves. So. Yes and no, we see that in the in the in the figures, but also it's the nature of our of, of our business. But at the same time, this nature is is changing, where we see more companies supporting or, or asking for support in setting up a, a, a true career development, career management um, framework to to enable these transitions internally. Okay, so you're you're noticing that that's an interesting shift, isn't it? It's this more. Um, uh, transitioning also from a voluntary perspective, which is kind of showing, maybe I'm reading into this, but hopefully it's showing that not only people understand that the paradigms are completely different, but that also um, they need to manage their own careers and have the, 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 the skills on how to do that. I've noticed that often people don't exactly know not only how to pivot, but where to pivot and and how to be ahead of the curve as opposed to be in a reactive mode, to be in a proactive mode. And how do you stay relevant in, in a very changing, uh, you know, world of work environment? And to your point, I mean, careers are very different from what they used to be in the past. Everybody defines it differently. You know, in the past, it was that vertical ascension, <laughs> literally, you know, the pyramid structure. And then if you didn't go up, you would go out at some point. And in certain industries, it was particularly true. Um, and in the previous podcast, you know, um, I had a conversation with Sergei exactly on careers as well and how people need to redefine their game plan as well and, and, and take a greater ownership, if you will, of their careers. But it's interesting to hear you say uh, that also companies are supporting individuals when it comes to those kind of career conversations, which may be inside, but maybe also outside uh, organizations. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah, I think um, I think what we observe, and 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 again here, you always have this bell curve, right? So the bell curve is moving, but it's it continues to be a bell curve. So you'll always have those organizations who are not yet there and those who are particularly mature when it comes to 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 that but i think the thinking is evolving towards you know the the company's um boundaries are blurring with the outside world so the the connection with potential employees starts earlier so even pre-recruitment we see a lot of companies in, in, in investing time and efforts in in connecting with potential suitable um, candidates or talents for, for themselves um, already prior to employment contract. Typically, you know, if you think 20 years back when I started my career, um, I, I think, you know, we were 
you had no contact with the company unless you are in a recruitment interview and then you come in and then it starts the journey right now you start getting um, information and, and connections etc um, uh, much much earlier and also on the on the back end of it um, also more we see more well ownership or at least the realization that uh, employees um, to be employees or ex-employees might be clients, partners, and further stakeholders, or even future employees again, right? Or uh, changing the status as, as a contingent um, worker, a, a freelancer, in whatever term, right? So there is an interest from, a, from an employer perspective to keep a consistent, um, um, well, not just communication, but it's it's about um, the, the the view that they have on on these uh, mm. on these individuals as potential workforce and potential clients, and at the back end of it, they are more ready to invest um, resources in that. And with that investing, even if these people are leaving, they need to separate. Um, they have a, a, an interest in in keeping them or the, in in supporting them finding their their true path um, outside. That's good news to hear because uh, you you have twenty years. I have twenty five, <laughs> and, and, and well, we're more or less in that same uh, ball camp. But um, it's not it's it's not a phenomenon which is um, I would say super you know well adopted and adhered to. You know this fact of maintaining not only your employees employable in whatever shape and form that employability may be so in different even contractual situations but also to maintain the relationship in such a way that you know it's a revolving door you may come back or you may not come back uh, but that aspect of maintaining the relationship in a certain way and and um cherishing that relationship it's not something which uh, even I would dare say from an HR perspective, we're used to seeing inside organizations because you may maintain, you know, that relationship, you may maintain that network, of course, we all do, right? Like now in my new capacity, I see everybody as a colleague, even <laughs> if we're all working in very different companies, but, um, but I, I have not yet seen a very embedded, if you will, uh, culture in organizations which means processes, which means, you know, leadership behaviors, which means, you know, it is part of a cultural transformation in organizations that say, hey, you know what, we have to restructure, this is, you know, the name of the game, here's a little bit, you know, what the, what the redesign looks like, here's how we're helping in the career development, blah, 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 here's how we're going to stay in touch, here's how we're going to follow up, and here's how, you know, we maintain that relationship. I have not um, but I'm here. I'm happy to hear you say that you do see mm. some shifts and some changes in that. I, I think it's it's some shifts and some changes. But but what you describe with the process uh, that there is a there is a gap into in the the process is is certainly certainly true. And and as I said, I I, I do have I do see this this bell curve moving right. But at the same time, it's it's I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say we are we are there where we need to be, right? Um, and 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 too often we we hear it, but the, it's not walking the talking. So you know, just just to to uh, to, to put that into into, uh, right. into perspective, right? It's not it's not that 
it's it's there where it needs to be but we see um, more and more and more these shifts towards um this 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 recognition but absolutely and with technology right if you think of the number of people and that's one of the feedback for example that we hear i mean we are close at the pulse of a lot of people applying for jobs right how many tell us that actually they don't hear anything back from HR, right? Um, so it's it's in a sense contradicting what I just said, but I think it's it's more that there is a re the realization at, at the top layer, but at the same time, and um, we don't see this properly uh, or enough uh, translated into into processes as we make more use of technology as we try to you know uh, scale um, scale these processes. Yeah. Okay. I, I see a raise of a hand. Yes, uh, thanks a lot for give me, giving me the, the chance to say some words um, around this. Um, so what I want to say is that um, I completely agree with you, Paola, that um, we don't, it's also my perception that um, there is no culture around following up with people or trying to, to build a relationship, you know, the, a long lasting, a partnership relationship. And I think uh, my understanding of that is that there is a lack of mindfulness and a lack of awareness around uh, interpersonal communication. And um, I say that because the moment we understand the value of keeping relationships with others, the value not only at the personal level, mental health level, you know, that, that you know you are growing as a person and that you had a, an impact in someone else's life or career or vice versa, that someone had that impact in your life and that you can um, appreciate that, that you can give back, that you can be grateful about it and that you can, you know, spread that message or that uh, insights you got from that experience. So with that respect, um, we are not appreciating this very much because of different reasons. And I think one of them has to do with education, how we're being educated. I think Muriel, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing your name correctly. Um, I speak Spanish, so Muriel. Oh, good. No, that's fantastic. <laughs> no, no, I like the end, end tone. So Muriel, okay. that's... <laughs> Muriel, okay. I pronounce it the French way, you pronounce it the Spanish way. There you go, Muriel. You yeah. are international <laughs> and global by definition. Yes, yes. <laughs> Perfect. Good. So, yeah. Um, so I believe that, um, you know, we need to start with how we are... Um, I mean, the education that we're having, like how we, we understand career, how we perceive, yeah, many um grow with the concept that we need to somehow go up the ladder and the ladder is is narrow and only few and you need to you know kick people out or i don't know really like how some people understand that but but unfortunately we perceive these things you know we see that okay only few and and the cake is small and i need my i want my piece of the cake yeah i believe this is somehow the, the thought but uh, actually the cake is super big and the cake can there are different cakes and you can create your own cake you know if you if you use this example so in that respect i think is is how society how we as individuals are seeing careers relationships and and create more more caring societies and maybe you know us who we are already grown-ups and i think it's a bit difficult to change mindsets because it is a mindset and i'm not saying that we need to change people i'm not saying that but we need to change our habits around interpersonal relations how we interact with others and and i think um the moment the society and and people perceive the benefits of doing that i think we can 
start some kind of change around it. What do you think about that? I, I, I the thought, Spanish way, the French way, the Italian way. Go ahead, Maria. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I, 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 I completely agree. I think what what you what you describe and that would be my 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 reaction is is what we see as a change in talking, right? And but at the same time, the people are probably are are shifting quicker, and and I think at at the back end. Uh, I don't know if we can say it like this right now because it seems we, we might be still in the middle of it. But um, but with the, the the COVID environment, which has accelerated a lot more of this need for flexibility, for working in a different way, for having more purpose, etc. I think the expectations from from um, from employees, from from individuals in general, are moving faster than uh, organization can effectively change or, or wants to change uh, for a variety of reasons, and it will vary by by companies as as, as a matter of fact. And I think we we've seen that we've uh, just we've run um, before the summer we ran a big um, survey, fifteen thousand people across the globe. And, and it came out that there is a big, big disconnect between what actually employers and workers want and expect and what actually leaders and, and even companies in general um, deliver and, and, and think they deliver, right? So there were one of the examples, and I'm happy to share whoever wants to, to see the, the exact stat. I don't want to kill you with, with numbers here, but but there were <clears throat> there are quite some, some uh, striking stats around the fact that leaders rate themselves, uh, they're quite satisfied with their their performance, um, and at the same time that workers are not right. So it's kind of there is a there is a, a disconnect on that end. There is a disconnect around what they expect, uh, what workers expect from from companies around their supporting career, their supporting in well perspective, skilling, uh, offering, etc., and what actually companies are, are expected that they will be doing. Um, and the same thing happened, by the way, also on the mental health side. So a big emphasis on the importance of it, and that that uh, you know workers thinks it's uh, it's it's one of the things that that organizations should put a lot of focus on. But actually, they don't expect that the companies will be doing this. So I think you know to 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 your to your both points, right? I think it's it's we, what we are experiencing is is uh, is is a, is a disconnect and is a broader disconnect, so some kind of K shape. Uh, um, well, recovery, if we will, right? Because on some, the surface looks better than than actually what is underneath, and process-wise. And I think if if we were to flash back just a year ago or two years ago, I don't think we would be having uh, as many conversations like these as we're having at the moment. And um, you know, there is, we talk about the great resignation, but I, I like to call it the great realization. And here's where I'm going to be pressing pause for this part one of the episode together with Muriel Antil. And I invite you to join in to and listen to part two, which I'm sure you can enjoy just as much. And until the next time, make sure you take good care of yourself and keep smiling.